Hi, you're listening to Startup East, a podcast highlighting Nova Scotia's startup community brought to you by Novacorp. We find, fund, and foster innovative Nova Scotia startups that strive to change the world. And we love a good startup story. This series features stories from entrepreneurs building technology companies in Nova Scotia, Canada. Thanks for listening in. This is Todd Chant. I'm the CEO of Easy Golf Tour, and this is our startup story. I would say that uh, I work for a lot of startup companies and other companies, and uh, even though I enjoyed it, I always enjoy taking something in my own direction, and I never ever had that freedom to do that when I worked for someone else. So it's it's nice to take your vision and your idea and move forward with that and see it grow because it's something you created, not someone else. Uh, the first step would have been uh, when I moved into my own IT company and uh, that would have been back in probably 2003, 2004. And I, I just got a little fed up with other IT businesses not providing uh, great support for companies or they were trying to charge them extra or do things and people just didn't understand what they were doing and they were just paying the bill. So at that moment there I saw I thought you know what I'm really good at IT and I'm going to approach a couple of people and start doing their IT work and then word of mouth just turned it into a full-time job and then I ended up hiring a couple more people to help me out and over the years that uh, that gave me the ability to then to, to start up another company. Back in 2015, my uh, 16-year-old son at that time approached me with an idea, and he didn't feel that there was a lot for kids to do in Sydney, and uh, he wanted to uh, start a gaming center where kids could come together and basically um, socialize in person instead of online, and actually like kind of like a current day arcade is how I would describe it and he sat down and he described what he wanted and how he wanted it to work and so I took that idea and did some research on it and thought that you know what this actually is a, a viable business and it's it's a neat idea and again we'll give kids something to do and if I keep one or two kids out of trouble why not so I sat down with him and we designed the business and uh, launched the business almost four years ago now and uh, it's still running today now I'm, I'm not active with that business I have people running it for me but again it uh, it's, it's a neat taking something that didn't exist and and creating it yeah. <clears throat> so the, the golf you have to go back many years I, I when I first left a large corporation uh, back in 19 actually it was year 2000 uh, I got approached by a small startup company that did golf software and uh, I didn't know a lot about golf. I knew that it was a white ball. You hit it. I kind of sucked at it. <laughs> but uh, after working for the company and getting involved in it, I thought, this is actually a pretty neat industry, and uh, I enjoyed working in it. <clears throat> now, that company's idea was they they were pretty good, but the problem is, is that it just wasn't the right time. It was too expensive to implement, and uh, they ended up going under, I think it was 2000 and 2003, 2004. And at that point there, I stepped away from the golf industry, but uh, people in the golf industry that I, I met always wanted me to continue on and do stuff with them. So back in 2017, I was still being approached by golf courses, and I thought, if I'm being approached by customers, that means there's a product here that could be done. And what were the <clears throat> points that they were coming to you with? Uh, well, a lot of the courses said, uh, basically from a tournament point of view, just 
like a small part of it. It was extremely pricey to run any type of events. Most companies on uh, that were in the industry at that time were more focused on earning money than actually providing a product to the golf course that was useful. So when we uh, when we sat down with the the golf courses and GMs and pros, we listened to basically all of their their complaints and all their pain points, and what they didn't like about uh, other software products, and also what they did like. So I mean, it's it's one of the things when we sat down to design the product, we didn't design it out of our own idea. We designed it with the help of the golf course. We were approached by a couple of courses and we made sure that we uh, reached out to courses in different markets and pros and people in different areas because one thing we learned is just because it is done this way in our backyard doesn't mean it's done this way everywhere. So we made sure that this was a common uh, problem issue right across uh, golf in Canada and into the U.S. And one thing I did have is I had a lot of connections, but I also knew a lot of people that had a lot of connections. So we were able to really drill down those pain points and make sure that it was a common thing right across the entire industry. This is something that has to be done. And uh, we decided to sit down and start doing the prototype, uh, mapping out all the, like the screens, the layout of the software, going back to the courses and saying, is this what you're thinking? Is this what you want? And just confirming that it's exactly what they envisioned in their head. And then we added bells and whistles and other things that they didn't even think of. But after we completed them, they're like, wow, this is, this is amazing. And uh, then we launched our prototype system in, in 2017. Well, the two biggest gaps obviously is understanding the financial side of this and making sure that you have the ability to do what you need to get done. And uh, that's where my brother, he's a, a chartered accountant came in and he was able to map out the cost for us so that we, we knew exactly how much this was going to cost. But then it's also having the person that's in the industry, which uh, Patrick Latterroot is a, a golf pro, and having that person as a team member uh, opened up the door for us to talk to whoever we needed to. And that gave us the ability to make sure, again, that the product we were designing was designed for the people that were going to be using it. And Without him, I don't think we would have been able to get as far as we did. We always looked at this as, okay, here's tournament software. This is strictly just tournament software for running tournaments. But because of the roles that he played in a golf course, he played the pro, he played the GM, he played the caddy, he played every part of a golf course. So he was able to identify, okay, yeah, you might just be looking at tournament software, but there's more things you could do within that tournament software to make it easier for all levels of people at the golf course. So when we started creating the features, we said, well, what are those additional things we should add? And he's basically gave us a list of, here's the stuff that you should have in your tournament software to make it even better for not only the people running the tournaments, but the actual people running the course. Uh, just helped us create a product that was more useful. Uh, later things happened that helped us change course in our product and made our product more useful. Pat uh, worked with me for probably three years prior to that um, at another golf course uh, that I was doing IT for. So we became not only a professional relationship, but we became friends. So getting him on board because he could see the benefit of what this was for golf courses wasn't that difficult. He was behind it all the way. At first he 
was part-time, I guess you would say, where he was only doing this a couple of hours a week or a couple of hours a month. But as we started progressing and he realized that this is growing a lot bigger than he thought it was going to be, then he came on as as a person that's, I don't want to say full-time employee, but he was definitely putting a lot more hours in than before. Well, starting right at the beginning, the one thing that I made sure is, again, is that the industry actually wanted the product. So you might have the best idea in the world, but if your industry doesn't want it, then it's not going to go anywhere. So you make sure that you sit down with the industry professionals and you make sure that that is what they want and get their feedback on how it should be done because they know their product, they're the ones using the product. So the initial stages, again, were just the the design, talking to the people. The second part is you roll out the product to a select few customers and have them use it because designing it and seeing it is totally different than using it. So once you get your product to a prototype stage, get it used, get people using it, get the feedback, document your feedback. Don't just listen to what people say. Make sure you write it down and you have a good track of what was said and what was done. And then you take that, you, you take your prototype, you take all the information that you have put together, and then you, you create your first release of product. Uh, a lot of companies want to do a fast release. They want to push things out really, really fast. But sometimes I think that actually ends up hurting you because if you try to push something out too fast, you can't support it. And we made sure that every step of the way we had the people involved that could support the product from day one. So when we rolled it out, we rolled it out to select courses in a controlled fashion so that we weren't trying to chase down the support side afterwards because you don't want to make your customers upset with you if you're not giving them the support that they need. We always had set number of courses and tournaments and events we wanted to run. So if we if we took on a course that wasn't performing as much as we thought, then we would take on another course to get up to a certain level of tournaments. You have to have a good sample size of your product in order to make sure that everything is functioning perfect. Um, that was probably the biggest challenge because these courses, they're running events that they're putting their names on it. And if they're prototyping your software, your software could make them look bad. So it's it's one of those things that you want to make sure that when you're prototyping your software, you're, you're dealing with your customers. Not only are you dealing with customers that that are good to deal with, but they also have to understand that your program might make a mistake. And we'll do our best to fix that mistake as soon as possible, but it might make a mistake. Uh, when we were releasing our software, we always envisioned this to be released to courses or sold to courses or sold to management companies that were dealing with maybe 10 or 15 courses. But uh, the big change for us was uh, because of the process we took and the care we put behind it, we started getting recognized by the, the associations that governor golf. And what this meant was you had now an association that took care of 50 or 60 golf courses, such as Golf Nova Scotia, looking at your software saying, hey, this could be a great fit for our courses. And this is something we want to provide to our courses. So that, that opened the door. Taking, well, taking the care of our software opened the door to a much larger opportunity working with these associations because they saw that everything we did was not designed to take advantage of the golf course and make a crap load of money. It was actually designed to help the golf course save money, run things more efficiently, and it, it bettered everything about the tournament and the event for that golf course. We always planned on selling our software to the golf course, but 
The problem is when you're trying to sell your product to a customer, these customers get 10, 20, 30 calls a day for products. And again, these products would be the best products in the world, but they get so many calls, they don't care. But when you partner with an association and that association is promoting your product and they have the, the course's attention. So when they say, we recommend this, or if they call the course and say, listen, I got something for you, the, the course listens. So having that type of sales process made it much easier for us because we had someone that we weren't paying now out selling our product for us to the golf courses. And it, it worked better for them because the way the system worked is the golf course was getting the software for free. So it, it came as a value add from the association. So it made the association look really well. Looking at companies like Stripe and PayPal, we realized that the, the market accepts a 2.99% charge when they're doing processing a payment. Now, our software is licensed by the, the association and given to the golf course for free, but because our payment gateways built into all of our products. When a golf course uh, performs a transaction or a golf registers on, on their website, our payment gateway automatically deducts the 2.99% gateway fee and the golf course basically gets the remaining balance. It creates a great revenue stream for us and also makes it simple for the golf course because the golf course no longer has to have their own merchant account. They no longer have to have their own developer go out and do all the stuff for them. They've simply put our product on their website, which is a simple line of code like YouTube, and they have full access to our software and all the features that come with it. So I always knew at the beginning that we were going to monetize it this way. Right from the start, that was my goal. Now, my fees were much higher at the beginning because we were knocking on the doors of each golf course or company, um, and we knew that it would take a lot longer to sell this through all the golf courses. But once we started partnering with the associations, it gave us direct access to all the golf courses in that province. So what ended up happening is it just it became quantity. We had a lot of courses interested in our product right away, so it allowed us to take our fee and reduce it because the revenue generated was going to be the same as the higher percentage by going course to course. We will always have the payment gateway, and that will always be our business, but our our focus will always be the golf course and our goal is to provide not only tournament software but this year we just released league software so we've already added to our product line and then over the next two years we'll be adding three new products to our product line to provide golf courses an all-in-one solution that they can come to and our payment gateway is going to be the backbone of basically processing the payment in all of these software platforms. Our system helps solve, I think, two kind of issues with software in the golf industry right now. Um, software developers and software uh, providers either charge golf courses a high yearly fee for their software platform, or what they do is they extract tee times from the golf course. And these tee times, they, they could turn around and they sell them for discounted rates online. Uh, some of these rates can be 25% off the value of the tee time. Some can even be 80% off, depending on the company. So what we're doing is we're we're looking at that and saying all that money that's being sold online is going to these companies and not a penny of it is going back to the golf course. So just in Canada alone, you're talking between 40 to $60 million in revenue that's going away from the golf course. 
and the golf course industry there are a few courses that make a lot of money but majority of courses do not and they're always looking at getting that revenue back in the course or how do we generate more revenue so with our product since we're not extracting tea times and we're not selling that product line that they have we're we're just processing the payments of times that they sell and we're doing it at a very reasonable rate so that they can look at our product and say wow this is actually a very good value add for our golf course and they don't feel like we're taking advantage of them. When I first started this, I honestly thought tournament software and tournament software, software only. Uh, it wasn't until I started getting into the industry deeper and started talking to the, the association level and start talking to more courses from different parts of the, the country. And I started realizing that not only is there a pain in the industry right now uh, around tournaments, but there's a pain in the industry around a lot of different things. So. Since we have the partnership with the associations, I saw this as a huge opportunity to uh, provide our software this year and get our software into courses throughout Canada, but also leverage that partnership we have to do a whole new software line. So it, it was basically just being in the right place at the right time and having the right path to market that a lot of businesses struggle to find. And now that I have it, I'm not going to ever say, I'm not going to keep going forward with this. I'm always going to be moving forward with this. So right now what I'm doing is I'm using my developers as my support people, and I'm just staggering their hours so that uh, they're doing twofold. So basically they do the development of the new product right now. And if a support call comes in, then they switch from development mode over to support mode and handle that. Uh, there's also myself. I will do some of the support myself because the software platform we have is pretty rock solid and it's very difficult to break because it's been well tested. So it's usually just simple questions of how do I do this, how do I do that. And uh, we've built YouTube channels, we've built uh, documents for basically help resources. Now it seems people don't always like to read or watch videos, they'd rather just pick up the phone and call. But I mean it's, it's one of those things that you just, uh, it, you have to provide that level of support to your customers. In the future, I, I do see this company being uh, rather large uh, with staff, meaning that uh, we will probably have anywhere from uh, 10 to 20 support staff when we finally release to all of Canada over the next two years. And we'll have a full development team for a second level support. So they can just focus basically on the development and then the more complicated support, support issues that come in. Starting this company was the first time uh, when I started a company I realized that this could be a multi-nation, multi-million dollar company in a very short period of time. Uh, the other companies I've started up, because it was either myself or a very limited staff working on it, they could only grow so much and they were really just situated to the area. So it's not something I could take and take to a different area with ease. This software platform, because of the cloud-based solution, whether it's done in Cape Breton, whether it's done in Ontario, whether it's done in Florida, Jamaica, it doesn't matter. The software will always be the same. So it gives me the ability now to take uh, a company to a level that I've never seen before. And it's neat how this is done in Sydney, Nova Scotia, and everything I've done so far, the partnerships I've secured with the associations across Canada, and hopefully next year be scoring these same partnerships in the States, I never had to leave Sydney once to do this. It's all been through phone calls, 
emails and webinars and it just shows you how the world is changing. You, you don't have to leave your backyard anymore. You can stay home, you can do work, and you can grow a multi-million dollar company relatively quick in the world today. I knew I needed to talk to people that have done this before, and uh, Bob Pelly was one of my biggest resources. So reaching out to Bob and talking to Bob and saying, hey, this is, this is what I'm thinking, this is what I want to do, how do I go about doing it, who do I need to talk to, and uh, I mean, he's been there from day one with me. He's pointed me in the right direction, put me, connected me with the right people, and I mean, that's one big thing about uh, starting a business is I think everyone should make sure they have that person they need to they can talk to and I mean me and Bob actually are in the same building and I drop in all the time to say hey Bob how you doing and uh, what's going on here's what's going on what do I do next <laughs> so in, in the in my younger years I was always the person that uh, I was a developer by trade and developers were kind of people that uh, you worked with a team always but I mean most of your work you were in an office in a computer screen doing it yourself and then you would just report back weekly or monthly or whatever with your status but with the, as time came on and I moved from developer up to team leader, up to senior developer, up to project manager, it became important to me to understand what my strengths were, but also what my weaknesses were. And if I knew I was weak in some area, not try to come up with a solution in that area, talk to someone that was better than I was. And that's one thing I learned from a, a, a very I'd say young age is that you need to be able to say, hey, I'm not able to do this or fully understand this. You have to talk to someone that knows that, who's an expert in that area, or talk to someone that can point you in the direction of an expert in that area. And it helps you make better decisions when you're well informed. So my pre previous efforts, I worked for larger corporations and uh, the pool of money was much deeper, which allowed me to be uh, more selective with the people I chose, but also pick a bigger team and have resources in my team that one individual would take on one role. Now what I'm finding as a small business owner uh, doing this project now, you have to have the exact person for each position. You need to make sure that person is a perfect fit for that position. And that person though also has to be able to say, today I'm wearing this hat, but tomorrow, you know what, I got to put a different hat on because this is a small business and I have to step up and, and help out. So it's, you got to be a lot more selective with the people you pick. You have to be sure that they're all uh, really good team players. You have to be sure that they're very dependable because me being who I am right now, I'm not in the office a lot. I'm talking to pros, I'm talking to GMs, I'm talking to courses, I'm talking to all these other organizations. And I have to be sure though that my development of my products continue on. So these people can't just be back at the office doing nothing. They have to continue forward when I'm not there. The, when I first created the product uh, and I started trying to do the prototype, I actually outsourced all my work to people outside of Nova Scotia. And um, it was very difficult to manage because the thing is you never knew if they were putting the time into what they were developing. And when I was developing my product and the, the vision I had in my head, it wouldn't always be that product they developed. So things were different than I would see um, when I was working with people that were not local. When 
I made the decision that I am done outsourcing to uh, people outside Nova Scotia and I want people physically in my office, the productivity went through the roof. Uh, we were pushing out products, we were doing changes, uh, things were going much, much smoother than they ever have. So I think it's it's nice having the majority of your team, if not all of your team, working under the, the, the same roof. I would love to keep as much of it local as possible, but I mean, it's it's based on the resources that are available to you. And uh, I mean, Cape Breton is a beautiful location, but the problem is, is that when people get to a certain level, uh, a lot of people leave Cape Breton. And it's sometimes difficult to find the level of developer that I need here. Now, when I go to hire my next four or five developers, we'll see what type of challenge that's going to be. Having mentors was my biggest thing. Um, I was introduced to three mentors early on in uh, my business development and being able to sit down with three people that have been there, done that, and talk to them about here's how things are going to say, this is what I'm playing and this is what I'm doing, this is how the business is going, what problems do you see with my vision or my plan, and getting that direct feedback from mentors. I mean, some might say it's harsh, but you know what, it's, it's actually good to hear the truth of what people are thinking because you're able then to go back and say, wow, that, that actually made sense. It wasn't sugar-coated. It was, it, it was a fact that you, you had to hear. And uh, I had a pick of three great mentors, and uh, I worked closely with them over time. And uh, that was a big difference for me because, again, these people had companies that were very successful. They have went through these stages that I've already, I'm in right now. So being able to ask, to ask them questions, I thought it help me not make as many mistakes as I probably would have. So I didn't have to learn certain things the hard way. And now in the golf industry, uh, you also have the ability uh, to call uh, all the different professionals, all the different GMs, uh, the people that work for the association. You get to call them and you get to talk to them and about here's how we're doing things, here's how, here's how we're running things, here's what we're planning for the future what would you change or what would you add? And that's another part because it gives me the ability now to create additional products and push more stuff to market now that I never even envisioned before because these are the people that are in the market that want these things and I get to ask them directly, what are they looking for? What's interesting about our product is that we're trying to help the industry as a whole. So not only are we helping the golf courses, but we are looking at the, the tourism side of this. Cape Breton is a huge tourist place to come play golf. And the big thing right now at Cape Breton is that there's so many people trying to book times in Cape Breton, and they're doing this at times of the year that the golf courses are not open. So what ends up happening is you have people that are trying to come to Cape Breton to play golf, but they're unable to get a hold of the golf course because there's no staff at the golf course, or they send an email and it takes a day or two for that golf course to respond. So our product line, we're, we're fine-tuning it to help the tourism side to allow people to book times even when the golf course has no staff working during the winter. So what this does is it better helps the tourism side because they can plan their trips and they can book times instantly instead of having to take one or two or three days to get back to a customer. The thing I would say to any business that's starting up 
and you, if you have an idea is make sure that your customer wants the idea and go meet with them. Don't just meet with one, meet with 10, 15, 20 customers because if it's something that they really want and they're willing to pay and give you something in return for that product, they're going to sit there and listen to you. If they're not willing to listen to you, then you know that whatever you're pitching to them is not a product that's going to sell. Once you see the excitement in their eyes about what you're talking about, once you get that understanding that, yes, my product can make a difference in all of these businesses' life, then you know at this moment you have something that you can take to the next level. And I mean, that's the biggest piece of advice I'd give any startup. Don't go raise money. Don't go do this. Don't talk to the customers first and make sure they want your product. Innovacorp finds, funds, and fosters innovative Nova Scotia startups that strive to change the world. How can you be a part of this booming startup community? Visit innovacorp.ca for more information.